Welcome to the Heart of the Athlete. This is Reggie Etheridge welcoming you to the radio program for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, featuring what God is doing in the hearts and lives of coaches and athletes in Idaho. Now, here are your hosts. Well, hello, folks, and welcome to the Heart of the Athlete, the local FCA radio show here in Idaho. I'm Ken Lewis. I'm the director for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes here, and our guest today is McKenna Schroeder, all the way from Portland, Oregon. McKenna, great to have you on Heart of the Athlete today. Thanks so much, Ken. It's really fun to be here. Thanks for inviting me. You bet. I know we, we've talked about this a while back, and, and uh, we're really glad that we had this, this opportunity and some time to visit today on, on KBXL here. And uh, folks, McKenna, uh, she threw javelin at TCU. I know, McKenna, you were a two-time state champ in, in Oregon uh, with the javelin. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. It feels like forever ago. But, yeah. <laughs> well, and then, you know, it's interesting in Idaho, they don't have javelin for high school track and field athletes. Um, yeah. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> I think that's right. I've heard, I remember when I was in high school, there were only 13 states in the U.S. that allowed javelin in public high school. So, wow. It is definitely a limited opportunity, and I was thankful I got the chance to throw it. Yeah. Well, that's great. Well, and folks, she's currently on staff with FCA. She's part of our regional um, uh, leadership staff. And um, your your role, McKenna, with us, with FCA regionally, is um, it's changed a little bit because you used to be like an area director there in the Portland area, right? Yeah. So I used to be the kind of like multi-area director of the inner city of Portland, east to Mount Hood. So um I was in that role in the, as an area director for about four and a half years and then moved to the regional role uh, about a year and a half ago. So um, it's been a lot of fun and a huge learning curve, but it's been fun to serve the team in a new way. So I kind of love it. Well, I know it's been a blessing for our staff over here to be able to connect with you and, and ministry advancement kinds of things. I know we're going to talk about those things a little bit later and, uh, but um, I, you know, looking at your bio here, I know that uh, obviously we already mentioned you threw javelin at TCU, uh, Texas Christian, Horn Frogs there, and go frogs. yeah, <laughs> go frogs, <laughs> and uh, um, you originally out of Sandy, and uh, I know it, it says here that you were uh, seventh in the javelin in the Big Twelve Championships, and uh, in two in twenty thirteen, and. Uh, um, it says also you were the TCU FCA Athlete of the Year in 2014 and recorded uh, some some great marks that year. So, uh, you know, tell us a little bit about your time at TCU. Yeah. Um, well, it was definitely an eye-opening experience. I came from a, a five-year school, a high school of around like 1,200, uh, 1200 students. Um, but small farm town, I grew up on a farm, so, um, you know, Going to Fort Worth and going to TCU was like a huge eye-opening experience. Uh, I kind of went from being a big fish in a small pond to being a small fish in a big pond is what it felt <laughs> like. Um, and, the, I mean, TCU entered the Big 12 my freshman year at TCU, so the competition was just incredible. And and there were some amazing female athletes, athletes in general, that female javelin throwers in, um, in our conference. So... You know, in, in the Big 12, you're competing against Kansas, Kansas State, Iowa State, um, Texas, 
um, Baylor, at Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. So I remember going to meets and just being amazed at the the quality of athlete and some of the women I got to compete against. And um, so it was a it was a learning curve. I um, I went in with really big hopes that by my senior year, so I was a freshman in 2012 in the fall. And my hope was by senior year, you know, I'd make the Olympic trials. That was just like the goal. Um, and uh, in my freshman year, really had high hopes um, physically um, and trained really hard. I'm kind of like a, a, a grinder. Like I just like to work things out. But I also um, really uh, struggled with like the, my, the mental game. Um, and so um, I trained really hard, had some really good coaches. Um, my freshman year had a had an okay season, um, and then to be honest, my sophomore year I kind of struggled with a little bit of some eating struggles and some body image issues. My freshman year, and um, uh, going into the summer of my going the summer before my sophomore year, I kind of realized that in order to become a better athlete, I was going to have to feel my body better. I was going to have to train harder. I couldn't be afraid of gaining muscle and getting bigger because I just I had grown up kind of a chunky kid and was made fun of. So being heavier and stronger was like scary to me. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, my sophomore year, I just kind of like dove in and I was training a ton. I was in a really great place with the Lord. Um, so it was kind of like training had become my worship to the Lord and I was really enjoying it and I was getting a lot stronger and throwing further than I had ever thrown. And then, um, we, our very first meet, really bad conditions, so kind of through some mediocre marks. And then we went to the big, one of the biggest meets of our seasons was Texas Relays, um, which is this huge um, collegiate high school um, professional meet at University of Texas. And went out, um, warmed up, felt amazing, and really felt like it was going to be a breakout year for me. And then uh, my very first throw, I tore my ACL. Hmm. So, uh and to be honest, from there, I like um, I uh, just struggled. It was a partial tear, so I um, didn't get surgery. I just was basically put in a dondroid brace, and I started doing rehab at 6 a.m. for the next uh, 12 weeks. Wow. And um, I was so afraid of the pain because it was so painful for me. Some people tear their ACL, and it's not painful, and some people, you know, partial tears. Mine was so painful, so I couldn't straighten my leg for a long time. I I had to be put in a brace. I rode a bike for a while, um, and then um, it really started to mess with my mind. Um, I realized that through that experience how much fear governed my head. Like I started to realize it, started to govern my thinking, um, and I couldn't, to be honest, really recover. I. Um, trained that summer to just come back but started having bad back pain and then the fall of my junior year. So I actually ended up competing again my sophomore year after I partially tore my ACL because I didn't have surgery. My coaches were kind of like, hey, if you can score points at the Big 12 meet, because I scored at all the Big 12 meets I competed at except for my senior year. It was kind of like, hey, we'll get you out there. And I um, I was in so much pain and then tried to train in the summer, came back in the fall and was having some really big struggles. And uh, they sent me in for some scans my junior year, and I had two parts fractures in my spine. <laughs> so um, I um, basically rode a bike for another two and a half months and then tried to come back for the season around January. started training, which is so late, and um, had the worst season of my life. <laughs> year. Just terrible. I, was, I felt like an embarrassment 
you know, and I embarrassed my coaches. I think they just expected so much more from me, but I couldn't get over the fear of the pain. And I was, I was just in so much pain and my mental struggle was making it worse. And I think I didn't know how to take the genuine fears to the Lord. I knew how to disguise them with biblical truths, but I didn't know how to actually give them over to the Lord. Um, and so by the time my senior year came, I, um, I had, you know, had to work my way out of a hole, and I ended up getting right back to where my, my PR was before, but I never got better. Hmm. Um, and I had a, a choke to the Big 12 meet my senior season, and it was kind of just like this huge letdown. Um, and it was the beginning of probably, I would say, one of the most like transformational moments in my walk with Jesus um, was not reaching my potential as a collegiate athlete. Mm-hmm. and everyone around me kind of knowing it. So, I mean, as much as, like, that's, like, the hard story, I had an incredible time at TCU. I made my best friends, got involved with FCA, um, but competing-wise, it was definitely a journey that I didn't expect it to be. Well, lots of challenges there, um, lots of struggles. Um, how did the Lord, you know, with His Word in the in the Bible— Anything stick out to you that, as you remember back to those days, that really that you just clung to, that you just um, was like your, it was it was your, it was it helped you get through those days. Yeah, I think um, I think at that time, you know, I I was I had an incredible mentor. It was she was this woman named Janice Feltz, Miss Janice. And she mentored me every other week we met, and we studied the book of Ephesians for three years. She just taught me how to read the Bible to know Jesus. And um, I remember um, the Lord breaking down um, the idolatry that I had made of sports um, in it. And so over and over again, like for me, the biggest like hope, the hope that I kind of clung to, was that I was saved by grace, to be honest. Like... I, my whole life, had felt like, you know, you you maintain the approval of people and you maintain your identity by performing, and I wasn't performing, and so I felt really worthless. And the one thing that kept me going wasn't, like, the thought of, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I, I did have drive, I wanted to get healthy and get better, but it was, like, that reminder, like, it was the first time I realized I was saved by faith, and it wasn't by work. Um, and that spiritual, that like heart piece that I got, it was my senior year where I really felt for the first time, like, oh my goodness, like I am saved by faith in Jesus and I don't have to work my way out of it to gain favor. I don't have to work when I make, when I sin or when I make decisions that don't honor God or don't love people, I don't have to work my way out of it to be right with God. Like I'm hidden in Jesus. And that was incredible for me. And not that it didn't take effort to rebuild relationship or whatever, but like God, I wasn't separated from God ever again. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be. And that was huge for me. Hmm. Wow. So good. I mean, those things that you're talking about of making, making things um, an idol and uh, finding our identity only in them or in our performance. I mean, uh, you know, with being an, being an athlete or coach, I mean, that's, it's easy for, for people to, you know, to fall in those lines. But I think for anybody too, right, it doesn't have to be just an athlete. They can, uh, you know, and what you said there in terms of being reminded 
that our, our faith in Jesus is, is by his grace and not by our works. I mean, that is so good and uh, such an important message. Um, well, folks, if you're just joining us here today, we are on uh, visiting with McKenna Schroeder, uh, uh, who's on staff with FCA here in the Pacific Northwest. And um, well, McKenna, tell us a little bit about how you got started in sports as a young gal growing up in Oregon on a farm. Yeah. Um, well, my family kind of, uh, you know, naturally surrounded ourselves. We were in the sports world a lot. Um, my um, my grandparents on both sides of my family were really athletic, and so were my mom and her brothers and sisters and my dad. My dad played football at Oregon, actually walked on there in the noon scholarship, and then my grandpa played football in, um, at Kentucky under Bear Bryant and then transferred to Nevada and played at Reno. So we had always kind of like, grown up playing and having a 25 acre farm you're just outside all the time so we would just always love to compete um i would say my brother i have an older brother gannon and we were pretty competitive <laughs> so uh most of my childhood was just my mom and my dad were always just like encouraging us to play and encouraging us to get outside and um so i started playing soccer that was my first sport i loved it it was my favorite it was actually the only sport I played until middle school, and then I played a little basketball. And then I quit basketball in high school and picked up track, just as kind of like a fun thing to do to stay in shape for soccer because I wanted to play soccer in college. Hmm. And um, ended up being way better than I thought I would be at the javelin. So that was kind of my sports career growing up. We just I just love to play, and to this day, it's kind of weird. My favorite sport is volleyball, though. I never played competitively. <laughs> I never even played rec. YMCA league. I, but it is by far my favorite sport. I just love it. So this uh, kind of always grew up in the environment. Oh, that's fun. So volleyball. Well, even, you know, you were a four year letter winner in high school soccer and a state champ, two time state champ in the javelin. And, uh, and, and you still hold a record over there at Sandy, right? With the javelin. I do, yeah, which is surprising. And that, um, the community that I grew up in produces some incredible javelin throwers. So I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the day when a young girl breaks that record because I think there's <laughs> some incredible athletes in the community. Oh, well, that's neat for right now. So, well, hey, I know that you got involved with FCA there in high school. And um, tell us a little bit about how, what led to you um, surrendering your heart to Jesus. Yeah, so um, I didn't grow up in a believing home, a uh, home of um, believers. My parents didn't believe in Jesus. It's more of like, I would say, like a, a deist home. Like my mom and dad, um, they talked about God in a very general language. Um, you know, God was whoever you wanted him to be, heaven, you got there, you know, kind of like everybody was saved in the end. You know, there was no real, like, there wasn't any, it was mostly man-made religion. It was kind of like, um, he was whoever you wanted him to be and honor your mother and father. That was kind of like my home. Um, and, uh, but my mom was from Missouri, so she had some, we were very traditionalist, Southern traditionalist, so we said prayers, like generic prayers before dinner and bedtime. Um, but I never knew who Jesus was. And um, I was, as a young girl, I'd always struggled with fear and anxiety. Ever since I was a child, I had this, um, um, neurological hypersensitivity. I was diagnosed with as a kid that um, I had to be on nerve blockers for a while just because my neurons were just super hyperactive. And uh, 
I still don't know much about it. I didn't really actually know that that was something that, you know, I was born with until a few years ago. But um, I um, struggle with a lot of anxiety, a lot of fear. I um, would have thoughts come into my mind, and I couldn't rest until I had figured them out or they never came back. You know, that was kind of like how I lived. And I remember my, um, I think it was my sophomore year of high school, um, I was 15, um, somebody invited me to youth, one of my friends, Bethany and Shelby invited me to youth group and, uh, the youth pastor just shared the gospel so clearly. Hmm. He spent the whole, um, time we were in his house. I remember I was sitting on a rug leaning up against the wall and I was listening to him talk about Jesus. And, uh, it was amazing to me because it was like, when, as he was explaining the life we were designed to live, but how sin had destroyed God's design and had made us gods of this world and had destroyed everything, you know, like that it led to death and destruction. And and I just realized that as somebody who's anxious, I see I see fear and sin everywhere. Like, I I feel like part, part of me was like, oh man, I know what sin is. I've been looking at it and afraid of it my whole life. Like, every time I did something wrong, I would like mentally flog myself, you know, because I knew it was wrong. And there was no way out of it except for to work, work, work to get your way out of the mean things that you did to people or to others. And it was things as small as, like, if I lied um, to my mom about, you know, I changed at school because I didn't want to wear something she wanted me to wear. You know, like, I would just Mm -hmm. tear myself to shreds. Or um, if I was afraid that somebody didn't like me, just the reality of how people treated people just terrified me. So I was so aware of sin, but I didn't know what it was. Um, I used to get upset at my parents when they were inconsistent in how they parented, you know, because it wasn't consistent. Mm. And uh, and I was just like, we don't hold our values. Like, why don't we hold those with the kind of things I thought as a kid? <laughs> and uh, this pastor just talked about Jesus and that he came to save us from sin and to give us new life. And I was like, I knew I was a sinner. Like, it was like the word pierced my heart. And he talked through John three sixteen. he talked through Romans and... Um, how we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And and I just knew, like, it's like the Holy Spirit just pierced through my heart, and I knew I was a sinner and needed a Savior. And I just asked, I remember confessing to Jesus my sin, sharing Him in my heart that I believed that God had raised Him from the dead, that He was going to, that I wanted to take the gift of salvation. I wanted to receive it, and I wanted to be His. And I prayed, and I, beca- I really believe I became a believer that day. Um and so that was the beginning, and it felt like it was in college where I really realized that Jesus wasn't just a down payment for my sin, He was the paid in full. Like, I think I still had to get over that fear-based mentality that I was, every time I sinned again, I was mm-hmm. earning salvation, or I was having to, like, I wasn't saved, you know? And, right. um, and so it was really crazy in college, the moment the Spirit opened my eyes to, like, take away the fear that I didn't have. I was never going to be separated from God. Um, mm-hmm. and that grace was going to change me. It wasn't opposed to effort, it was opposed to earning, and uh, that His love would change me, and that faith and obedience were going to be the story of my life now mm. instead of striving and earning. Wow. So, yeah. so good. So good. <clears throat> you know, I, you know, these days that we've been living, these last couple of years, I mean, so many people have been, you know, filled with stress and anxiety, you know, struggling with, you know, the same kind of things that you're talking about. And, uh, you know, as you're talking about that freedom in Christ, um, that's so good. Um, so essential, right. To, to live and, and to be able to, 
to do what God's called us to do, right? Yeah, amen. Absolutely. Well, that was that's a powerful story. And uh, thanks for sharing that, McKenna. Um, well, um, I know that uh, you are a very talented young lady. You have great voice. You're, you love to read. You are very articulate in terms of communicating and uh and you could you could have been a, an incredible coach just with the you know just your your love of details and uh your love of sport which you i know that you and i both we we talk about how you know uh you know doing sports god's way and and the things that have come out of nebraska fca with ron brown and those guys and and being able to you know, have that audience of one and, but yet you, you feel called to be on staff with the fellowship of Christian athletes. And, uh, so why FCA staff for you? What, what did in that calling has just, uh, resonated so much with you that you want to dedicate your life to that? So when I was in high school, actually, I, um, I had first heard about FCA when I was in high school. And then when I was in college was my first time I really thought about ministry for me. I fell in love with FCA, but I never thought of it. I always wanted to be a pediatrician, actually. That was what I wanted to do with my life. Um, I wanted to be a doctor. My uncle was a neurosurgeon. My mom um, my mom was an ER nurse. Like, I had grown up in the hospital. So that was kind of the life I had really thought I would live, was that I'd go to med school and become a doctor. And... Um, got scholarships for that, and then when I was in college, I, and I was part of FCA at TCU, I fell in love with fellowship with other young women and reading and studying God's Word. Like, mm-hmm. it was the most incredible experience for me, um, because I, I had never realized that, like, I had known that the Bible was God's inspired, authoritative words for us, but it was almost like in college I realized the incredible gift of knowing God through His Word and that the Spirit that lived inside of me now, that His personal power and presence would lead me into the truth of the Scripture so that I could know God and be in closer relationship with Him. And um, I think I experienced that so much more. Like, I, I think my struggle as an athlete and then being surrounded by other women, other young women who were athletes, that we just shared so much um, vulnerability and, like, honesty, and we were searching God's Word for the truth together. Um, it just like changed my heart for what I wanted to do. Um, hmm. and so I, pr- I interned with FCA while I was in college and, um, and, um, while I was interning with FCA, I led women's Bible studies for female athletes at TCU. So we would meet at my house or another girl's house and we would just study God's word and, um, enjoy fellowship together. And they were some of the best friends I've ever made. Um, and in that process, what I realized is I really love love studying God's Word and helping mm-hmm. people, including myself, continually growing, um, a, just a growing relationship with Jesus through His Word and by the Spirit. Like, I just, um, I loved it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so much of my life was changed by knowing God through the Scriptures and through fellowship and through, like, worship. And um, nothing gave me as much joy as, as walking alongside other women and being walked with other women, you know, so mm-hmm. I, uh, decided not to go to med school and, um, I, uh, was a senior when I, I was actually offered a job with TCFCA and Chauncey Franks is the character coach there, a staff guy there. He was like a 
father figure to me, brother, uncle, you know, just a great guy. And uh, mm-hmm. I prayed, and uh, the Lord, a crazy turn of events, had the, the um, FCA director here in Oregon um, reached out to me my senior year. The weekend I was praying of taking the job at TCU, um, I asked the Lord if there were any other opportunities that he wanted me to take that he would just show me. And um, my mentor was teaching me how to just, like, make decisions and enjoy the journey and just taking things before the Lord. And that same weekend, uh, Ryan Johnson, the director here in Portland, called me and was like, hey, we've been praying for you. We'd love for you to come on staff if you're interested. And so after some praying, I decided to come on staff, and it's been a journey. I can't say my family was super excited about it. I mean, they, they aren't believers in Jesus, so going into full-time ministry when you were going to go to med school is a bit of a transition, uh, took some, some hard conversation. And, uh, I think today my family still thinks it's a phase. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, they think it's like something you do post-college, you know? Uh-huh. Um, but, um, what's been amazing is, um, how the, uh, the Lord's been able to open opportunities for me to share some of what I do with my family. And, right. um, and so, yeah. Wow, that's exciting. Well, as you were talking about, you know, the importance of God's Word and uh, just the joy in studying God's Word, um, I know, I, you know, I sure appreciate your your um, encouragement to us staff in, in the region about our biblical literacy and how important that is um, for us to continue to look to God for His truth in His Word. And because uh, there's so so many attacks, right? So many challenges to, to truth and God's word these days. And so thank you. Thank you for keeping, uh, you know, keep fighting the battle. <laughs> yeah, together. That's you right. You encouraged me in that too, Ken, so thank you. Well, you bet. Well, McKenna, this has been so fun just to visit with you and to hear, you know, God's story in your life and uh, the things that he's brought you through and uh, through injuries and some tough times. And, and man, it's just been, this time has flown by. So thank you so much for spending this time today on heart of the athlete. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. Well, we, we appreciate you McKenna and all that you do for all the staff in the Northwest and uh, with the ministry advancement and encouraging us. So, well, folks, um, it's, we've been visiting today with McKenna Schroeder, who's on staff uh, with the Fellowship of Christian Athletes here in the Pacific Northwest. And um, uh, McKenna, thank you again. I know that you've been over here at FCA camp, uh, what, a couple times, right, here in Napa, and you might be here again this summer, right? Yes, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm really excited to get to be there. It's a great place to be. Yeah, you bet. Well, thanks again, McKenna, and uh, folks, have a great day. Thanks for listening today. If you are interested in getting involved with FCA or would like to donate to the FCA ministry, you can contact us through the FCA Idaho website at fcaidaho.org. Join us next week for The Heart of the Athlete, a production of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes in Idaho and KBXL, The Voice. You and I.